You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 382, Keys to Telling a Great Story, Part 2. So last week we started uh, dealing with this idea of how do you tell a great story. And as I said last week, the reason we're doing this is I get so many questions, I get so many uh, people asking about what my process is for writing a novel, for writing a story. And look, there's a lot of people that are much more experienced and much better writers than I am, but for whatever reason, I do get a lot of questions. And and so I, I kind of wanted to throw some ideas out there of some things that have worked for me. And and I think the reason people ask is, is you know, the studies seem to indicate so many people at some point have felt like they wanted to write a book, whether it's their memoirs, whether it's a novel, whether it's a how-to book, whatever it might be, they've, they've got this idea. But, but if you've ever had the idea to write a story, to write a novel, to, to tell a great story, then I'm going to give you some, some more tips. Um, last week, um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, by all means do so. We, we dealt with the first four there. Um, picking up today... We're going to start with number five, which is do your research. Do your research. Very often, I'll start reading a book, and I'll get maybe a chapter into it, a few pages into it or whatever, and I'll realize it's very obvious that the author hasn't done their research. For whatever it might be, maybe it's about firearms. Uh, if you're writing an action novel, if you're writing a book about guns where, where somebody uses a gun or carries a gun, uh, a crime novel, a murder mystery, and you don't get it right, you're going to lose a large segment of your readers of people who know that you are just lazy and haven't done your research. Get it right. There is no excuse for getting it wrong in the age of Google. In the age of Google, in the age of the internet, in the age of YouTube, there is no excuse for getting it wrong. Now, of course, I'm using guns as an example, but even if it's going down to your local firing range and talking to somebody, um, renting a gun and shooting it, you know, if you if you say, hey, they're shooting a 9mm, well, what does that feel like? What does that look like? What kind of gun is it? Um, so, so, like I say, just take the time to get it right. Um, you know, when you're writing about a particular location, sometimes I'll be reading and somebody will be talking about a city that I'm familiar with, and I know they've never taken the time to visit or, or, or get online and look because they don't know what they're talking about. Um, doing your research gives you immediate credibility with your audience. Now listen, when you're writing fiction, you can stretch things. When you're writing fiction, you can, 
get away with certain um, uh, indiscretions, if you will, with the facts. I mean, you're writing a novel. But on things that you need to get right, if you're not getting them right, understand you will lose readers. Uh, that's just, just a fact of life. Because whatever it is, if you're writing about um, sea travel, you know, and, and, and you, you don't take the time to, 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 to do your research and get that right, or, or airplanes. I've got a friend who actually corrected something. I, I, I had done some research, and I thought I had my facts correct. But he said, yeah, you're right in what you said, but pilots wouldn't say it like that. Pilots would actually use a, use a, a bit of a nickname for that particular airplane. And I was like, man, okay, so I was able to go back and fix it. But I'd even tried to get it right, and, and, and I still missed it. So, so doing it, the research and getting it right is a big deal. Um, I've, I've had comments on some of my Amazon reviews for people saying, hey, listen, he gets it right. And to me, that's, that's even a better compliment than saying this is a great story, is the fact that somebody who knows whatever it is that I'm talking about has taken the time to get it right. So do your research. Number two, or number, number six, is pacing. Pacing. What are we talking about when we talk about pacing? We're talking about the pace of your novel. Now, there are some novels that, that aren't designed to be thrillers. They're not action novels. And so that pacing is going to look very different from a James Bond novel or an action-adventure novel or my novels where there's a lot of, a lot of action, a lot of buildup, then some action sequences, and then it slows down again. And what I've found is when you're writing those kinds of books, books with a lot of action, you've got to let the, 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 the reader have a moment to breathe. I even had a, one of my readers contacted me and he said, you know, by the time I got done with the first part of this book, I was exhausted. And I know what they were talking about because the way it was set up, the pacing was a little different than the others. There was a lot of nonstop action. He said, I loved it. It was fantastic. It was just some of the best action I've ever read. But he said, it just wore me out because it was one thing right after another. But typically what I will do is, is set up action sequences and then it slows down a little bit. And then maybe another action sequence and then maybe sometimes a couple together. But then you have to slow it down. You've got to let the, the, the reader breathe. You've got to be able to digest what you're giving them so that they can process it. So for whatever kind of novel you're writing, you have to decide what is the pacing going to be? And is your reader going to stay with you in that pacing? Because if it's too slow, as we talked about last time, if it's just too slow, you're going to lose people. So that's why we, we, we tie in like we talked about last time, conflict or problems. Um, you know, you can have a great story, but if there's no conflict, if there's no, no problems, no obstacles, no villains to face, whatever that might be, then you're going to lose people. So, so how are you pacing it? How are you setting up the, the, the pace of your novel so that your reader stays engaged? right back. Um, as I said last week, I've got a new novel coming out very soon. It's going to be book four in my current series, which is the Chuck McCain series. So today I want to highlight book two 
of the Chuck McCain series, which is Between Destiny and Duty. And in this book, it builds right on the first one, which was uh, Storm Clouds Rising. We advertised that last week, or we mentioned that. The the uh, the the idea of you know, what we're seeing in, in, in book two and between Destiny and Duty is terrorism coming to America. Sleeper cells being activated to attack American cities, and how are we going to stop it? And that's where, where my main character, Chuck McCain, comes in. He's got a team of experts, uh, former military, former law enforcement, and these guys are the best of the best, and they're trying to track down these terrorists. Um, this is a, a pretty intense novel in a lot of ways. Um, the action is very intense. Uh, there's a lot of you know just fantastic um, shootouts and that kind of thing. But I think also it's a great book to kind of remind ourselves that this is not beyond the realm of possibility. We've got a lot of people out there who hate us, who hate our country, and, and asking ourselves, what are we doing to protect ourselves and to protect our cities and to protect our countries? So I don't want to get on a soapbox, but you know, defunding the police is not a really good idea. Um, having been a police officer for 30 years, I can tell you that. But uh, click on the link for Between Destiny and Duty. You can read the first part for free. It'll give you an idea of where we're going in the novel. I think you'll really enjoy it. It starts off, my wife who who, who, who read it, she says, my gosh, you, you really jump right into it, don't you? And um, you know, and I and I try to. I wanna I wanna you know grab the reader right up front. So I think I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, click on the link. I think you'll enjoy it. By, by all means, get a copy of it, and then let me know what you think. All right. Well, we've talked about we're talking about keys to telling a great story, and today we talked about the importance of doing our research. Let's get it right. Let's not be lazy writers. Let's do what we've got to do to get the facts straight, so that people will stay with us. We talked about pacing. We're taking the the very first one we shared last week was we're taking the reader somewhere, but we've got to pace it in such a way that they want to stay with us. And then uh, number seven, this is a great one. This is so good. What do you want? What emotions do you want your readers to feel? What emotions do you want your readers to feel? I actually had somebody contact me recently about my second novel, which was released in, I think, 2018, 2017, 2018, something like that. And he told me he was still mad at me because of something that happened in that novel. And he was being, he was being good-natured about it. He's a friend of mine. But the emotion of what he felt, what he felt was exactly what I wanted him to feel when I wrote that particular scene, when I wrote what happened in that novel. And it was a it was a real plot twist, and he said, "I'm still mad at you that that happened. I still um, wish that 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 it, that it had happened differently." And I thought, you know what? Three, four years later, a reader's telling me that it just makes me feel better about it because I know I did the right thing. And he's not the only one. I've had other people read that that particular novel and go, "Why in the world?" And I said, "Well, that's just the way the story worked out." And, and, but, but again, I'm getting emotions from people and that's what I want. So what emotions do you want people to feel when they read your story? Um, there should be a, a, a plethora of emotions. There's going to be some sequences, hopefully, that are a little bit lighter. Maybe they'll smile. Maybe they'll chuckle at the catchy dialogue or the, the, the interplay between characters. 
Um, in other places, there's going to be suspense. There's going to be uncertainty. Are the is the main character going to be able to get out of this? Um, or if or if somebody that you've 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 developed a relationship with by reading this book, you've developed a relationship with one of these characters. You appreciate them, and all of a sudden, something bad happens, and they're they're gone. Maybe they're killed. Maybe they're hurt seriously. Maybe maybe you don't even know. But all of a sudden, they're not there. How does that make you feel? These are the kind of things that as you're reading, as you're, as you're writing this novel, you should be thinking about this. What do I want my characters to, what do I want my, my readers to feel? What emotions am I creating? Because if you're not writing to create emotion, you're not going to have readers, or at least not very many. Um, they may give you a try, but if you don't stir their emotions a little bit, they're not going to keep reading. Think about it in the sense of a movie. We go to watch a, a Marvel movie to be entertained, but when we're being entertained, we're feeling certain things. Um, we, we love to hear the banter between Iron Man and Captain America. Um, we, we love to hear the banter between Thor and Hulk. Um, you know, there's always just this great dialogue, but then, um, you know, are they going to be able to actually stop the villains? Uh, what's going to happen? And so there's always this interplay between the characters, between the villains, between the, the drama, the suspense, whatever's happening. So what do you want your, 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 your readers to feel? This is so important. And there should be something that you're thinking about even as you're writing. And then the last one, number eight, talking about t- keys to telling a great story. Number eight, how do you wrap it up? How do you wrap it up? How do you... Tie up the story in a way that's satisfying. Now, satisfying can mean a lot of different things. It might be satisfying to you, but maybe not as satisfying to the reader. But how do you ultimately wrap up the story in a way that, if it's a standalone novel, how do you tie up the loose ends? If it's a series... Uh, hopefully you're not a writer who likes to leave cliffhangers. That's a terrible way to write, at least my opinion. But do you leave enough loose ends so that your readers can anticipate what might happen in the next novel? I actually had somebody pick up on that in a, cu- a couple of books ago, and they said, man, I see you left a... You, he, they said it was a great ending. I love the way you ended it, but they said, you left some loose ends which I'm guessing you're going to, you know, have to deal with in the next book. And I said, well, you you picked up exactly what I wanted you to pick up because I left a few loose ends so that they could uh, lead into the next novel. So how do you wrap up your story? Obviously, you've got to deal with your, your characters. How, how have they changed? Um, you know, one of the things some, some people talk about when they're, 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 they're talking about creating characters as a character arc. How has your character changed during this this story? Have they gotten better? Have they become a better person? Have they um, resolved their issues? Uh, what, what has changed in their life? How has their, their arc changed? Has there been growth in their character? Those are important things to consider. Has the, the problem been really resolved? Or has it just been suppressed for a little while? If that's the case, then you might have to write another, another story. But you need to think it through. How, do you, how are you going to wrap it up? How are you going to tie it up? 
And, um, you know, what do you want the, the, the reader to ultimately feel when they get to the last word in your novel? Uh, what I like to feel is a sense of closure. I like to feel a sense of satisfaction. I like to feel a s- sense of, that was a great story. I like to feel a sense of, wow, I'm really glad I invested my time in reading this story. Um, I'm so glad I went with the author on this journey. I'm so glad I got to know these characters. Those are the things that that I want to feel when I write, when I read a book. And as a writer, those are the things that I also want to concentrate on. I want you, when you, you get to the end of one of my books, you go, man, that was great. That was a great uh, way to invest my time, some great entertainment. Um, I'm so glad I went on this journey. And, you know, I might have even learned some things. There's nothing wrong with that either. So just a quick recap from, from both episodes. Number one, we want to take the reader somewhere. Number two, we want to create memorable characters, both good and evil. Number three, we want to have great dialogue. Your characters need to be able to talk to each other in a way that's realistic. Number four, what conflict or problems do your characters face? Number five, do your research. Don't be a lazy author. Let's try to get it right. Number six, pacing. Pacing. What's the speed that you're telling this story at. There's nothing wrong with a leisurely story as long as it's interesting and the characters are good. Um, your, your, your reader will probably stay with you, but you, you, you've got to look at that pacing. How does it work? Uh, number seven, what emotions do you want your readers to feel? Um, in fact, I think in every book there should be a gamut of emotions. Everything from, as we said, from, from joy and humor and laughter to suspense and, 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 and doubt, and are they going to be able to do this, and ultimately even a sense of relief. And then lastly, number eight, how do you want to wrap it up? How are you going to wrap the story up? Where is, you, you, your character started on page one, or the story started on page one. What's happening at the very end? What has changed? And how are you tying it up? Well, I would love to hear from you. Uh, go to davidspell.com. Let me uh, know your questions or comments about this important subject on Keys to Telling a Great Story. I'd love to hear what you think about the things that we have shared. By all means, click on the resource highlight between Destiny and Beauty. Great novel, if I do say so myself, but I really think you would enjoy it. But you can read a little bit for free if you don't believe me. Check it out. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. and We will see you next week on Leading and Learning. 